back home right i am back home in the atl got back last night and just chilled mm-hmm. um, got ready for our today's show so i hope that it shows that i prepare <laughs> <laughs> well, let's sometimes, see. like i'm you know ready on wednesday other times i'm like okay andrea hold on wait i'm not mm-hmm. ready yet 11 o'clock at night so Ooh, I'm yeah. so glad it's not late today. Yeah, so it could have actually been earlier if I had taken my butt home, but I went and visited my friends today. So, mm-hmm. well, I I only got home about what forty five minutes ago, so I think we are in sync. Yeah, yeah. Just call me Justin Timberlake. Yep. Huh? Oh, in sync. Got it. <laughs> Wow, I was really slow on that one. Yeah, I was like, um, I'll just give her a second. She'll, she'll catch up. Yeah, <laughs> I'll catch up. Just give me a Not minute. Not that deep. So yeah, there's a mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of stuff that happened you know that I found out about you know today, and I was mm-hmm. like, nope, I'm done. Not adding anything else. Whatever I don't add today, just gonna roll over to next week. But I'm sure there'll be more tomfoolery. So oh, the world just keeps spinning on its axis. Yeah, we'll see if it makes the cut. Next week, because there's some NBA stuff that I want. I'll probably just mention it a little bit, but you know, whatever. Will you make the cut? Yeah, that's the big question for all you news items out there. Yeah, we, we only it's... take the best, cream of the crop, cream skim of the off crop. the top. Yeah, yeah. Well, I should say, like, I'm happy because today is opening day. Although I am not at a baseball game, but still, I get caught up. You know, change my. Facebook profile picture to mm-hmm. my Dodger dugout picture. One of my I favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, in the that spirit, but yeah, other than that, just getting back into the groove of things. So tomorrow's gonna be kind of a full day. Okay. And Saturday working, but yeah. Oh my good. Mm-hmm. Excellent. All right. I feel like I'm so, getting a little static. Are you hearing static on your side? Yeah, but, you know, like, this isn't a real thing, so let's just... <laughs> Is that where we've landed? <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I mean, like, no, it's a real thing, but it's not like we have, like... It's the feel of, like, us talking on the phone. Like, there's going to be a true. little static. You're going to hear one of us, you know, opening a bottle or... Uh-huh. Um, taking a coffee, drink. taking a yeah. drink, or last week me eating Cheez Its. Like, you know, oh, this is. Oh, Cheez Its. I refuse to even, you know, because usually I listen to the previous episode, you know, just to kind of check it and, mm-hmm. or whatever. And I refuse to listen to last week because I know it was horrible. So <laughs> I feel ashamed. Wow. I feel so bad. It's something I said I would never do, but I'm sorry. Yeah. I was hungry and I was just tired and the Cheez-Its 
brought me joy at that moment. So I was like, yeah, whatever. hey, every now and then you just have to go with joy. Yeah, because right now, like, I haven't eaten and I have, like, some french fries sitting next to me that I will not touch. But as soon as we get off, I'm going to eat those fries. French fries are much quieter, though. You could actually probably get away with French fries. Okay, so you hear a little. Okay, don't. <laughs> okay, so maybe don't smack on them. Like, just you know, just kind of quietly chew, mouth closed. You know, lips together. Okay, Ugh, so much pressure. So I'm gonna try. I'm gonna test wow. you at some point during this episode. Okay. Maybe. Wow. Test. It's like the doctor, yeah. Yeah, you know, the, buddy. Which side? Is it this side, that side? Can you hear? Can you not hear? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. how it's gonna go. Which one's better? This one better? This one? Yeah. This one? Okay, okay, okay. Right. That's right. All right, news. What's been happening <laughs> in the world? I think I know one thing, because I mentioned it to you. Yes. And you were like, nope, can't talk about it. So I was like, can't ah, talk about ah, it. Yes. Yes, yeah, okay, Big Detective <laughs> Detective Clouseau. Aha! Uh, <laughs> we, are, oh. we shall talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> Oh my god, yes. You and your detective skills. Um, Yeah, so I do have two stories. Both of them are breaking news today. Yes, today, Thursday, March 29th, as of 6.30pm Pacific Standard Time, breaking news items. But um, So I'm going to start with the the shorter, um, less, somewhat less national and, and, and definitely sadder of the two, and then okay. move on to the bigger, exciting one. Okay. All right. So um, the first story is out of Northern California, um, Mendocino mm-hmm. County, and the um, news item is from uh, CBS News um, and um, – uh, their um, CBS News online, and the headline is: Neighbors say they reported parents before deadly plunge off California cliff. <gasps> oh yes, I heard. Oh, I read that. Okay, go on. Yeah, so it's it's kind of crazy. This is brand new. It just happened, and it's still, it's. I mean, it's still under investigation. So basically, police are trying to learn why an SUV that they believe was carrying a family of eight plunged off a cliff in Northern California. Now, the family of eight, um, it's um, two women, Jennifer and Sarah Hart, um, who are from Washington State, and they found three of their kids in, at the scene. Um, they found two of them and three of the kids dead at the scene, but the other three children are still missing, but they believe that all of them were in the car together. Mm-hmm. Um, they found the family vehicle... Um, just this past Monday after a passerby spotted it at the bottom of the cliff. Authorities don't know what caused the crash. And here's, here's where a lot of the weird things start. Mm. Um, they believe all six kids were there. They've only found three of the six uh, children. Also, all six kids were adopted, and none of them were wearing their seatbelts um, in, in, the, in the vehicle. Like, they were all, no one had seatbelts on. Mm-hmm. Um, the other strange thing, according to the sheriff there in Mendocino County, Tom Alman, he says there were no skid or brake marks where the Hart's family car plunged 100 feet off a cliff. Right. That's what I thought was weird. That's what's weird. And not only it's, it's not just like, so at first I'm imagining, you know, a Northern California cliff that's like, you know, there's not much space between the cliff and the road or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
But that's not the case. According to the police, the SUV pulled off at a dirt turnout and Mm -hmm. then traveled an additional 75 feet before going over the cliff's edge and into the Pacific Ocean. And so there's... um, there's that aspect of like, okay, if you, you know, if, if a deer or something like, you know, or whatever, something happens on the road and you, you know, make a knee jerk reaction and veer off the road, right? Like you're, I can see something setting you off and in that direction, but why aren't there skid marks and why aren't there brake marks from, you know, from that point after that point? Um, So that's already strange. Um, and then it gets a little stranger because it says some family and some family friends describe the hearts as tight knit, but others notice problems. And here where we (laughs) love, this is the like interview with the like suspicious neighbors, Mm -hmm. um, Bruce and Dana DeCobb who lived next door said that they were worried about the kids. And so, um, Dana is, uh, of this couple, Bruce and Dana, she's quoted as saying, They portrayed this happy little family, and yet their daughter is telling us, please, 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 begging us not to go back. They're abusing her. And then Devante coming over here and telling us that he's being starved to death. Mm -hmm. I was trying to help them and protect them, and this is the result. Because she, based on these interactions with the children, called Child Protective Services on Friday. Yeah, because when they talked about it, because the story I saw was more about, I guess, Devante and how mm-hmm. he was the little boy in that mm-hmm. viral photo. Yes, um, from um, Portland and hugging the police officer with tears mm-hmm. in his eyes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so when they said there were no skid marks or other, it seems like either someone caused them, like they were dead already and caused them to go off a cliff, mm. or that it was like a suicide and murder type thing where they just went off the cliff. Right. And so what makes it especially suspect is the fact that there was uh, that there they were just just as of Friday. This happens Monday. Mm-hmm. They on Friday had been reported to Child Protective Services by their neighbors. Um, and then um, back in 2011, uh, Sarah Hart. So it's Jennifer and Sarah are the two parents. Mm-hmm. Sarah Hart pleaded guilty in Minnesota to domestic assault. And according to court records, a teacher, a teacher saw bruises on the couple's six-year-old daughter at the time. The girl told the teacher, mom hit me. And then Sarah Hart allegedly admitted to police that she, quote, unquote, let her anger get out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So neighbors say they saw the family rush out of their home Friday after Child Protective Services had knocked on their door. The sheriff said or at least what the sheriff's saying right now is that there's no reason to believe that this was intentional, but that they are continuing to investigate. And they're asking anyone who knew the family or their last movements to come forward. And part of the reason, obviously it's a, it's, it's a big deal that, you know, a whole family would go off of a cliff like that. This would make news, a family of eight, this would make news anyway. But Mm -hmm. one of the reasons it's kind of making national news is because of Devante, who's got that iconic photograph, um, hugging the officer, um, right after the whole um, Ferguson um, protest um, back in 2014. And so the three children that are missing are 16-year-old Hannah, 12-year-old Sierra, and Devante, who is 15 years old. 
Um, so those three are the ones who's, um, who have yet to be found. Um, and um, the other five were found dead, or the three kids plus the two moms. Um, so really very strange, um, crazy story. And, and uh, you know, and again, I just, it's all, um, at least looking at this picture, um, it looks like of the six children, um, five of them were um, black children. Mm-hmm. And one of them um, is sort of um, racially ambiguous. <laughs> Um, but you know, it's just kind of like, you know, these two, um, white moms, I'm like, you know, if I don't know, uh, I hope that it's not any foul play or whatever, but don't, don't adopt, don't adopt period. If you're just going to be put these kids in a worse situation than they were already in or whatever. And and definitely don't, um, you know, whether it's abuse, which it seems like there was some, you know, there, there was, there are at least allegations of abuse and one admission of abuse by the mom, Sarah, um, from, you know, a few years ago. And, um, and yeah, and don't, you know, just, just don't, just leave our little black kids alone. Um, please. <laughs> please. And my you thing know? is like, you know, like, it's kind of funny because my friend, my cousin, actually, no friend, my cousin, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. well, I'm saying, um, had a post today about her talking to a pregnant coworker mm-hmm. and mentioning something about spanking, and she's like, "My coworker looked like at me like I had horns." She's like, "Is it illegal to spank? Not be to spank children?" Right, right. And I was like, "No," but and my other her aunt was like, "It's not, you know, like it's frowned on. You know, it's frowned upon." And I was like, mm. "It's actually quite controversial." And there's actually this academic, Stacy Patton, who is going on this whole. Um, her area of research is about um, well, she's advocating for people to, you know, for black people to stop spanking their children, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know, and the, kind of like the psychological damage that it does, and you know, all those things that you know people have been saying forever, but kind of it's very targeted to black people, and kind mm-hmm. of like how um, you know this is you know just saying that this is what my mama did this is why mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I won't do it. And like you know, like how did you turn out? Like you know, what effects you right. based on that? And kind of just like asking people to just take a look at it. And so I just thought that was interesting. I'm just like I didn't think like well, I guess if they're adopted, it's different than fostering. Like foster kids, like you're not supposed to spank right. them, right, right, right. But I was like, if they're adopted, they're your children. But I'm just like, these are children who are clearly had some kind of trauma mm-hmm. or some kind of you know they were some kind of negative. Um, environment and I feel like to spank them or beat them like this is like beyond just spanking this is right I mean I feel yeah I feel like if you're leaving bruises right if if your characterization your own characterization is that you let your anger get out of control then we've already we've already crossed the line like in in both those instances So. so the fact that they weren't taken out of that home then like mm-hmm. that's just troubling to me just like that mm-hmm. you saw the case of the little girl who was killed by her mother and her mother's boyfriend or something mm-hmm. and the dad had been trying to get the child mm-hmm. out of the mother's you know the mother had custody mm-hmm. he was trying mm-hmm. to get custody for like it was like nine months mm-hmm. and like even her school had documented like all mm-hmm. the bruises or whatever the baby has had 
And they, they ended up, you know, killing the baby. And uh, he was just like, uh, I have been trying to get right, my child. Right, right, right. And go through the system, which is like, you know, because if he had just taken that child, he would have been in jail. Right, yeah. So he's like, I'm trying to do it the right way, and no one mm-hmm. wants to, like, give me my child. And this is what happened. Right. So it's just, you know, ugh, I'm sorry. This is like, put me up yeah. on the of that, but it's... No, I mean, it's all related. Ugh. So to me, that that's what sticks out about this to me even more so you know like whatever there's always there's often weird family murder suicide type things that take place unfortunately in this world um but Mm -hmm. the adoption aspect of this the potential allegations of abuse and Mm -hmm. the fact that you know a lot of time has passed you know it was Mm -hmm. that they you know they have all these kids that they've adopted yeah, like, why are they still allowed to adopt children? Right, like, because that There's was back so in questions. 2011. So many um, yeah. yeah, so, you know, it's just, just and, and they've clearly moved around a lot because those allegations of the ones that I read about um, were in Minnesota, and then they were in Washington, and then apparently at some point they were in Oregon, and now they're in mm-hmm. Northern California. So that makes me feel like, you were running from, mm-hmm. you know, like you you had cases opening up, and anytime things got hot, like it was time to move, you know. Yeah, so so I just... it's just it's very suspicious. Now I know that yeah. I'm doing like you know uh, whatever armchair sleuth uh, <laughs> work, but it, to me it all just seems very odd. It's not like it was. It's just very odd. Yeah, I think the likelihood of you know like with the no skid marks and then you know yeah. That's just okay. Like clearly, they weren't trying to stop right. the car. <laughs> I mean, they there. That's that's what's straight. I'm like, unless you're saying that there was some kind of mechanical something like the brake, you know, like and, and that's like a whole like who, what's the likelihood of somebody like you know somebody being after you and wanting to take your brakes out? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like that's like oh, that's a farther. I don't know. It just yeah, all seems like, very suspicious. Yeah, those. Like other things, like yeah, someone's trying to tamper with your brakes. There was some kind of whatever model you had, like needed to be recalled, and you didn't know right. it. It didn't send it back. Like all of those things are right. less likely than you yeah. killed yourself and these children. And these children, after years of um, abuse, abuse and, and neglect. Yep. Yep. So that's Bless what's happening. Western hearts. He's this poor, um, these poor little little children. Um, who um, who may have been, I don't know, you know, maybe they were living in a, a living hell and, you know, I don't know um, if, if there's anything uh, about um, them being at peace now, possibly. Um, yeah, but, but like, still hope, so horrific. Yeah, just leave alone. our kids alone. Just leave them in the system. Um, right. They have, you know, like they'll, they'll survive and get therapy and be at least alive. Alive. To, 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 to tell about to it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And who, like, this little boy just seems, like, <coughs> such a, like, genuine, sweet, like, yeah. you know, offering hugs and, mm-hmm. you know, just, and it's just, oh, okay, I can't with this yeah. anymore. This is just. It's very sad. Next. I'm like, next. I can't deal with this anymore. I it's know. Just, it's just, too, it's too hard. Uh, very people sad. People hurt children. I just don't. Yeah. People who hurt children, um, the elderly and animals, like, I can't. I can't. Yeah. For anybody who's like impaired, or you know what I mean? Who's... Yeah, because you're so vulnerable. You're so yeah. like the, you are the most vulnerable of the of the world. You know, like mm-hmm. and, and 
you know, you just, it's awful. It's awful. Mm. So, yeah. So that's the news out of Northern California. Okay. Um, and, you know, we'll continue to follow that and see if there's any developments. Um, we'll be sure to yeah. talk about it. Um, so the exciting news for anyone who has followed uh, the Serial podcast season. And Undisclosed. Anyone, undisclosed, Truth and Justice. There's a mm-hmm. million like podcasts dedicated to oh my gosh. Yes. Um, this case. Um, today, this is out of the Baltimore Sun. Um, a report by Justin Fenton and Kevin Rector. Um, Maryland's second highest court ruled Thursday, that's today, that serial podcast subject Adnan Saeed should receive a new trial in the killing of Woodlawn High School classmate Heyman Lee. So this is huge. Um, the, um, the, they had already uh, received um, th- this a similar ruling from the lower court and then mm-hmm. the court of, of appeals appealed and took it to the highest court or uh, Maryland second highest court, I should say. Um, so now there's still room now. It says the court of special appeals opinion upheld a lower court's decision to overturn Saeed's 2000 conviction in the case and sending are sending it back to the circuit court for a retrial there. Now this mm-hmm. opinion, which has found Saeed's previous counsel had failed him in deciding mm-hmm. not to call a key alibi witness at, at his trial two decades ago. This opinion could be appealed to the Court of Appeals also, which is the state's highest court. So again, this is, the second, this is Maryland's second highest court. It hasn't gone to the highest court yet. Um, but it's a step in it's the... It's a step. It's a second step because step mm-hmm. one was the lower court. Step two is this court. And if it, if it gets appealed, it'll, it'll bump up to the Court of Appeals, which is the highest court. And, of course, that would be, um, you know, several more months before Saeed finds out whether his conviction will remain or if he'll get a new trial. But that has yet to be decided. Um, the Attorney General for Maryland is Brian Frosch, and he, um, obviously he represents the state. And it mm-hmm. says that it's um, cur- his quote is, he's currently reviewing today's decision to determine next steps. And that includes whether to appeal. And they have 30 days from today to uh, make that decision whether they're going to appeal it or not. Um, Mm -hmm. Saeed's attorney, Justin Brown, called the higher court's opinion incredible. He's quoted Mm -hmm. to say, it's been a really long wait, and that's been Mm -hmm. hard, and it's been stressful, obviously not just for us, but for Adnan who's now been in prison for 19 years, going on 20 years. Mm. I firmly believe that he is innocent, and our goal is to get him out of prison. Um, He's um, also said to have obviously spoken to Saeed after the opinion came down, and he says that Saeed asked him to, quote, convey his deep gratitude and thanks from the bottom of his heart for all those people who supported him this long and all those people who have believed in him obviously including his family and those who've championed his cause since his case was spotlighted by the serial podcast. Mm. Um, so for anyone who has been under a rock and doesn't know um, what this is about, um, Adnan Saeed was convicted back in 2000 and sentenced to life in prison for the killing of his former girlfriend, Woodlawn High School classmate, Heyman Lee, um, whose body was found in Lincoln Park. Um, Saeed has maintained his innocence the entire time. And in 2014, his case was attracted a bunch of international attention even 
when it was fe- featured on the Serial podcast, which has now been downloaded millions of times. Mm. Um, and it has a whole, you know, just legions of listeners and followers who have scrutinized the case online. And like I said, like we mentioned, sev- a couple of, you know, uh, several off-shot, off-shot, like, yeah. Pod- yeah, podcasts <laughs> yes. dedicated. Yes, and honestly, Serial is what introduced me to podcasts like I didn't even I had not subscribed or listened to any podcast before I listened to Serial um somebody mentioned Serial in a article that I was reading and I was like and they and they, and they did refer to it just the way that I just did like oh, of course you know the Adnan Syed place in, uh, as you know as popularized by the um Serial podcast and I was like who is Adnan Syed what is cereal yeah. like? Yeah, we... I saw like the big debate going on, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm choosing not to get involved in this." And then I think you started listening to it, and I was like, "Fine." And so I listened. And I was like, "This is incredible." Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible storytelling. I mean, if she you won th- a Peabody for it, yeah, she did, and she deserved it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, just top notch reporting. Um, and, and just great storytelling, really, really well produced and everything. Basically the opposite of this podcast. <laughs> um, well, so. we're not trying to no, we're not trying do to, any yeah. of those things. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not trying to win a Peabody. We're not. We happen to win We'll take Peabody it. We'll accept or, it. Um, any, you know, like a You Tried It award. Yeah, you tried uh, it. You did your best. We'll accept <laughs> we'll it. Accept we'll come it. dressed up. Oh my gosh, I will wear the cutest outfit. Oh my god, suck yeah. Suck yeah. Um and yeah, we'll we'll be there. So if anybody wants to give us an award, we will show up. We will show up. You don't have to like give us anything special. Mm-hmm. We'll just yeah. show up. We'll just show mm-hmm. up. We're good. Mm-hmm. We're good. Yep. Um we like know. we we like dressing up. We yeah. like dressing up. Mm-hmm. We like mm-hmm. party. Going out. Yeah, cool. Yeah. My dance card yeah. is not full, so I'm all I'm good. Yeah, um, <laughs> I will make room on my dance card. There you it's go. Fun. There you go. I'm 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 there for accolades. Yeah. Awards. <laughs> I'm there for it. I'm there for it. But yeah, like so. Yeah, this oh is gosh. so yeah. So that's so. If you don't know the whole, you know, I we we highly recommend the Serial podcast. If you haven't listened, to season it yet. one, season one, season two is a whole other case, and it's and people, it's definitely it's a whole different case. But season one is about Adnan Saeed. It gives you all the details from beginning to end of, you know, why this is, um, why this is a controversial case, why his uh, conviction was controversial. Um, Mm -hmm. And And it was just a mess, like from start to Mm -hmm. finish, like all the cell phone records, the, uh, his attorney getting sick. Yeah. And like, basically it was, you have to to listen, listen to it. And like the witness and the whole, like listening to the whole thing. I was like, Oh my God. Like her new boyfriend totally did it. So it's like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, so suspicious about all of that stuff Mm -hmm. with him. I was like, Okay, yeah. and why did no one like follow up on this before? Like, right. because the you know he had totally like, you know, if he did it, he did it. But like that trial that he had was a joke. Yeah, the trial was a disaster. Now, I honestly, based on the evidence that's out there, I don't think that he did it. I do believe that he's innocent. Um, so I'm all you know hashtag free free Adnan. Um, but. Um, you know, it what the other side of this is the family of the deceased. 
Um, yes. and, you Which know, I, makes me feel guilty for celebrating this because well, they... it's hard, you know, it's, it's yeah. a hard one because obviously they feel, they feel like justice has been done. And here's the quote from the family representative. It says, we do not speak as often or as loudly as those who support Adnan Syed, but we care just as much about this case. We continue to grieve. We continue to believe justice was done when Mr. Saeed was convinced of killing Hay. And so that was their statement. They released that statement. That's all they've said. And mm-hmm. I feel for them because I do think that, you know, obviously they're in a very, they, you know, like they said, they are mm-hmm. continuing to grieve. They've lost a daughter, a sister. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, and as far as they're concerned, they, they feel like they, we've got the right guy. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's what's hard is that I, you know, there's, and I, I, not just me, but like, you know, again, legions of people who have listened to the evidence um, that ha- that was not presented at trial um, don't think that they have the right guy. And that's what's really mm-hmm. difficult is, you know, I get that. Based I, on what they heard. Based on what yes. they heard. I get that. And um, and then I just, you know, um, you know, hope that there will be some resolution that will move them towards actually finding who actually did this. Cause I honestly don't think that he did. Um, so the court's opinion Thursday um, was um, written by chief judge Patrick L. Woodward. Um, and what he said was that a deficient performance by Saeed's attorney during his trial, namely her failure to call a witness named Asia McLean, prejudice Saeed's defense and so his Woodward's um, opinion was also joined um, by Judge Alexander Wright and there was a third judge Judge Catherine Grave who wrote a dissenting opinion so basically you know the majority rules and so um, what does she say interesting what she says let me get to that um, section Um, oh sorry she um, she talks about um the she she basically doesn't agree that Christina Gutierrez which was um Adnan's um first attorney didn't do her due diligence she says in her dissent she published alongside the court's majority opinion Grace seemed to adopt the argument of the state that Gutierrez had good reason not to call McCain as a witness Grafe noted records in the case, including detectives' notes on communication between McLean and Syed, and indicate potential cause for concern regarding the trustworthiness of Ms. McLean's alibi and therefore the reasonableness of counsel's decision not to contact Ms. McLean or pursue her alibi. I was like, my thing is, like, okay. I'm sorry, we're going, I'm getting way too deep into this. But considering, I was like, how are they questioning Asia's credibility when their star witness was Jay and right. his credibility was like right believe the word coming out of his mouth he's changed his story at least three times um oh at God. least three that I can count and remember what the different changes are it's crazy and then the other question really here is and I, I disagree with this judge and her evaluation that these that there were you know that there were okay so there were some detective notes that said that, that there was communication between the witness and Saeed, you know, okay, but you still have to interview a witness in order to say, I'm not going to pursue this. Like just the detective's notes should not be enough to say that an alibi witness is, you know, so 
Um, and that was Woodward's, we're just going to throw that out. Yeah, Woodward's point. The, the the one of those the two judges who um, who uh, who wrote the opinion um, said, "How can you possibly evaluate an alibi witness without speaking to her?" And right. that's ultimately the question: is that they never? What Asia McLean has come forward and um, and she's the reason you know that all of this has had so much movement. Um, she's come forward and said no one ever she she told um um adnan that she remembered being with him in the library the day that hay went missing Mm -hmm. from the time and basically covered the entire window from the time after school to way past when she would have been killed and he and so he communicated that to his lawyer, and his lawyer never contacted Asia McLean, um, never talked to her, never interviewed her, never followed up for, with an alibi witness who would have covered the entire period of time that the state was saying was when she was kidnapped and murdered. And so, how that's not how you know, like the fact that this other, this third um, judge thinks that that's not relevant like I don't understand like how that's proper counsel um so and again one of the other things that the the judges who wrote the majority opinion said is that there's a reasonable probability that McLean's alibi testimony would have raised a reasonable doubt in the mind of at least one juror about Saeed's involvement in Hayes' murder and thus the result of the proceedings would have been different Um, right so it's a huge, I mean, it's a huge thing, like, to not to not have included her. So here's the interesting thing. They actually, this higher court um, has, it's, everything's still in Adnan's favor, but they flip-flopped what the lower court said, because the lower court rejected the idea of improper counsel and mm-hmm. gave him the, they vacated his sentence, vacated, yeah, vacated his sentence based on the cell phone records. Mm-hmm. And this court is actually saying the exact opposite. No, no. He, his, his, um, um, his conviction should be overturned and vacated based on the, the mis- misrepresentation um, by counsel um, and not the cell phone records. They're saying the cell phone records aren't a reason to... Um, mm-hmm. to um, to overturn the conviction. So, um, so of course, everyone's hope is that this is a move in the right direction. The team's hope, Adnan's team is hoping that there won't be any further appeals and that they can just go straight um, and move forward to, to, re- to the retrial in the circuit court, which also very hopefully might mean that if there isn't an appeal in the next 30 days and they can move forward to retrial, the Justin Brown can also file a motion to have Adnan released because if his uh, conviction has been vacated, that means every other sub conviction also gets vacated because they're all connected to and leading up to the bigger one of murder. And mm-hmm. so he can be released from prison um, for the first time in 20 years um, while the retrial gets, gets geared up. Um, and there's also a lot of controversy um, for when you get not in serial, but when you get into undisclosed and truth and justice, you get into the full controversy around um, how bail 
um, how um, Adnan's um, age was uh, mis um, was misrepresented. He was um, listed as being 18 when he was actually 17. So he mm-hmm. wasn't offered bail, which he should have been as a minor. I mean, there's a lot of drama mm-hmm. around the bail itself and the fact that he was not able to really participate in his own defense because he because of the, of the degree to which he was, you know, um, unavailable and unable to, you know, really talk to people and, you know, participate mm-hmm. in his own um, building his own case. Um, as a result of not having gotten bail, which was based on his age, which was misrepresented because the year was written incorrectly. Um, So there's just, there's just, it's so deep. This case is so deep. And, um, and, you know, and there's a whole um, other line of um, drama just with the fact that he's um, a Muslim Mm -hmm. and that that's, you know, that, the other thing that I feel like the state did not prove was motive. Um, and they claim that the motive was that he, that this was some sort of, um, what is it? A uh, shame killing. Um, and um, because he um, didn't want it to, you know, he was dating this girl who wasn't Muslim and didn't want it to get out that, she, you know, that they were, together but they had already so they were broken up they'd she been broken up yeah they'd been broken up and it wasn't an issue did not make any sense none of that made any sense none of all. it made any sense but they really rode out this whole like oh muslims with their crazy yeah, and like he was radical so devout, but right like, he wasn't devout he was like he clearly wasn't a, devout because he was having like sex with like several different girls and doing drugs yeah he was like a teenager he was like your average senior in high school for better or for worse like he was smoking right. weed and hanging out with his boys and, and messing with a bunch of different girls and he was supposed to and right. he had to right but not like he was devout like a lot of kids are at that age they're like being kids being teenagers unruly exactly. like unruly yeah so um so the, uh, the last thing from, um, from Justin Brown is um, he says, you know, we hope that they will come to the conclusion that this has gone on for long enough. Let's take it to a jury in Baltimore City and let them decide if Adnan Saeed is guilty or innocent. And then um, McLean, um, she's now McLean Chapman. She's married now. Mm-hmm. Um, she, um, arriving back in L.A. after all of this, um, got um, received, you know, all these, um, she said she was swamped with notifications and comments about the ruling. And um, she tweeted, um, thanks for the support, guys. Y'all rock. Now let's get this hashtag Adnan Saeed retrial done. Hashtag don't doubt my determination. Hashtag what about Adnan? Hashtag retrial. And then um, finally, uh, Rabia Shadri, who's an attorney mm-hmm. and a good friend of the family and also um, the creator of the uh, Undisclosed podcast Undisclosed. that we mm-hmm. mentioned, um, she um, took the case to the, she's the one who initially took the case to the to Serial um, mm-hmm. um, and, um, and has written a book about it and everything. She tweeted, we won, we won, we won, we won, we won. Um, so now we wait. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, is, are they going to appeal it again? And if not, um, can, will there, can they, will they file a motion that will get accepted so that he can be out of jail while they move forward towards retrial? If it gets retried, it's going to go to Baltimore State Attorney Marilyn J. Mosby's office, who would be tasked with prosecuting Saeed if a retrial were to move forward. 
uh, her office said it was reviewing the appeals court opinion, but otherwise declined to comment. So that is the news out of Baltimore. Um, Very exciting. Um, And I'm very much looking forward to following and seeing what happens next. Yeah, that'll be something. Yep. So that is my newsworthy for today. All right. Okay. So my viral vox, there was something else that happened, but Mm -hmm. because I am a little um, biased about my HBCUs, I'm not going to talk about it. Oh, But I saw something, um, (laughs) um, but it was funny. But if you, you know, kind of keep up with black Twitter and black Instagram, you know what's going on. Anyway, um, the one I got was the big news. Okay. (laughs) The big viral thing that happened. So, um, who bit Beyonce? Who bit Beyonce? Have you heard about this? No. Okay. So, the beehive is on the case to find out who bit Beyonce. So, you know, there have been all kinds of hashtags, you know, hashtag who bit Beyonce, um, and they are hysterical. (sighs) But, so, I'm just going to give you a little background. So, um, there was an interview... Um, in GQ with Tiffany Haddish. Okay. And, you know, she's a girl now. So she yeah. relays a story about events that occurred at this industry party. And okay. so I'm going to, so, <laughs> so please, you know, I'm going to, I'm not going to say the curse words. I'm going to, you know, there are going to be a couple of bees here okay. and there. Okay. Okay. You, you know, just prepare yourself. Okay. She's like, okay. She's like, <laughs> she said, there was this actress there that's like just, doing the mostest she bit beyonce in the face so beyonce stormed away went up to jay-z and was like jay come here this b and snatched him they went to the back of the room and i was like what just happened and beyonce's friend walked up and was like can you believe this b just bit beyonce so later on at the party um she said she asked beyonce if indeed this person (laughs) bit her and she was like yeah she gonna get her you know what beat tonight this is Beyonce you know her have this conversation so Tiffany Haddish continued she was like um no Tiffany was like she gonna get her beat tonight Uh and so Hatch was like she said Tiffany don't do that Beyonce told her Tiffany don't do that that B is on drugs she's not even drugs the B is on drugs She's not like this all the time. Just chill. And so they took a selfie and, you know, they kind of all, like, you know, <laughs> calmed down. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, my mouth is like, my jaw is like open right now because I'm like, what is going on here? This is crazy. Right. So, of course, when she said, you know, put this out there, first of all, I know Beyonce mad that she even put this out there because Beyonce and Jay-Z are like super private. That elevator thing. Right. Nobody would have ever known about that had it not been for the cameras. They're super private. Don't talk about stuff. Like we've only seen like two pictures of the new babies and they're like almost been here a year. So whatever. So, um, so yeah, so the beehive, they are on the hunt to discover Uh. who bit Beyonce. So that's the hashtag. Um, Of course, like I said, they are hysterical. They're hilarious. And so one of them, I'm going to post them to our Insta and uh, Facebook. One of them is like a picture of a guy like in a jailbird, like kind of like looks like he's in jail. 
and like originally it said guard, but then it says so the um um actual thing says this is not a case for the police hashtag who bit Beyonce and in the original photo he's screaming guard but they scratch that out and put Solange so they're like this is not a case for the police this is a case for Solange Solange where you at let's find out who bit your sister <laughs> uh, there's another one that's like American crime story who bit Beyonce so they're like on the next season <laughs> of American crime story <sighs> and so one is um, Kaya Noel who's like it's a picture of some guy, like, you know how when you do, like, um, Law and Order or something, they have, like, the culprit, the board, or they have all the, like, you know, the people and right. all the notes and stuff, and it's kind of zigzagged and everywhere, you know, leading to, you know, different people. So there's the picture of this guy in front of one of those boards, and this girl's like, me locked in the study room in the library of my sixth cup of coffee trying to figure out hashtag who beat Beyonce. Oh, gosh. And this one was hilarious. So they're like... Anchor Blue employee said, okay, so we need to run down some names of A through C list actresses who could have potentially been at that party. Okay. And then she goes on to say, okay, some facts we know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, what are the facts that we know? She's like, okay, Chrissy Teigen has heard things and she knows the person involved is quote unquote terrible. Beyonce said the bee is on drugs and Tiffany Haddish felt like she could whoop that A. Hashtag who bit Beyonce. So we know it's someone that Tiffany Haddish can beat up. Okay. And they're rumored to be on drugs and Christy Teigen has also confirmed that this person is terrible. So that's what's known. So those are kind of like some of the hashtags, but of course there are a lot more. Oh, I'm sure. That people just had a field day the other day with that. Okay, so... So who's the who's the culprit? Like who are people saying it is? Because of course, okay, some receipts have come in. So the streets are saying the streets. Sanaa Lathan. Sanaa Lathan is she on drugs? Apparently, there's some video of her like out somewhere with French Montana and Puff Daddy, and she looks high, drunk, all of the above, and looks a hot mess out here. I'm like, sister, girl, you too old for this. Baby, mm. calm down. Okay. Um, and especially to be somewhere where someone's taping you, like, you've been in the business way too long to get caught out there like that. Um, so, yeah, so it's it's rumored to her. It's been long rumored that she is a big time drug addict or whatever. Okay. Um, and so, earlier this week, Sonal Lathan tweeted that she wasn't a person who bit Beyonce in the face at the party. Okay. And she says, she tweets, y'all are funny. Under no circumstances did I bite Beyonce. And if I did it, would have been a love bite. Okay. So she's denying it. She's denying it. But then sources are still maintaining. It was <laughs> Not her. the sources. Oh, man. So, apparently Tiffany Haddish has told some of her friends, because again, she's new to this level of fame and knowing she needs to keep her mouth closed. Right. She's talking too much. And so she's going and telling her friends and people and TMZ has like have other, you know, saying that sources are still confirming multiple sources that it was Sonal Lathan. So how's she go? She's not going to come out and say, yep, I did it. Right. Okay. So basically sources are saying that, um, again, that it's her 
And it's, they're saying that Sanaa was talking to Jay-Z in a way that Beyonce did not like. Beyonce went over to Sanaa, who brushed off any, you know, insinuation of inappropriate behavior, and then gave her a jokey bite. Hmm. So apparently she did, you know, give her a love bite or whatever. So apparently she's, yeah. Yeah. So that was that story about Beyonce. um, Wow, that is just weird. It's weird, right? Like, First of all, how are you going to just go around biting people? And then, like, you know, like, these Hollywood parties are weird and strange or whatever, but I don't want to know, like, what's happening at these things. Like, that's why you're supposed to keep all this weirdness and just, um, hedonism to yourselves. Yeah. It's not for our whole, consumption. Like, this is weird. Yeah. It's a whole bunch of crazy. The fact that there's, yeah, like, why would anyone bite anybody? Like, <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? Like, what is happening? Like, unless you are like, you know, uh, I I just, I'm coming off of this work training that I went to today. We were talking about self-defense. Like, that is the only reason you should ever bite anybody. Oh, my gosh. That is so crazy. I'm not trying to bite anybody. I want cooties. Yeah, I'm not trying to bite anybody. But if you're fighting for your life, bite somebody. I mean, Well, I already told you about the, I'm not fighting for my life. You're ridiculous. I'm going to... Welcome death, sweet embrace, and, you know. You are not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. All right, so that was the viral. Oh, my gosh. That is okay. insane. Okay, so wait till me everything. There are a couple of, of things. Um, one of the things that I was going to talk about, but I just kind of heard about it today, um, Ray Allen wrote a book. Do you know who Ray Allen is? I'm no. I'm, okay. no I know the name but I'm like having trouble placing okay he's a basketball player and he, I okay. always like kind of keep him in mind because he reminds me of my cousin Michael so okay. <laughs> I always like kind of know who he is he played um you know he's with the Celtics when they played um when they won the championship phenomenal like known for being like this amazing like three-point shooter great player but never really got like huge accolades or whatever and like was kind of like under the radar but he wrote this book and people are mad about it so <laughs> why why because of some of the people that he brings up like one uh, guy um that he never got along with is mad about it <laughs> okay and he mentions that you know they had a uh, like all the celtics they had a um like a trip where they went on to celebrate the 10th anniversary of them winning the championship mm-hmm. and he wasn't invited and the guy who doesn't like him organized a trip and he was like oh everybody felt that he shouldn't have come i was like yeah because y'all hate each other but, wow uh, how are you just not so- going to invite them <laughs> that's deep yeah so that was like they have never got along um and he talked about kevin garnett because like i was me and the fellow were watching um espn and like mm-hmm. i saw him on there talking about the book and then i went and read a couple articles later Mm-hmm. And I was like, that Ray Allen? I was like, God, he got, you know, he's gotten older. Sure. And I was like, he still looks good, but like, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, he's gotten older. And I was like, Kevin, he keeps, I was like, he's talking about Kevin Garnett? So yeah, there's this whole thing about him and uh, uh, and Kevin Garnett and their relationship and their, like, their chemistry and all that kind of stuff. So it was kind of interesting. So, hmm. like, yeah, so I'm talking about a little bit. That's about enough to talk about. But I do kind of want to read that book. Okay. Interesting. I'm here, I'm here for some 
messy men um like <laughs> nba team mm-hmm. i'm here for it yes that's a like, whole lot no. it is i love it i was like yes okay Come i hate on, it man. when men are gossipy it's just not yeah i can't tell no yapping mm-hmm. man no gossipy yapping man i'm like as long as he's not mine i don't care like mm-hmm. go ahead tell you know whatever <laughs> i was like the tea that reminds me of um oh speaking of messy men uh-huh. RuPaul's Drag Race ended the all-star season I was so excited about uh-huh. and boo 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 to the person who won sucked so uh-huh. Sorry. Yeah. yes hate it okay uh-huh. so anyway so but to my <laughs> real stories yeah so the first thing you know we need a little bright news sunshine yeah um soon as we got off the other day, like the next day, there was a royal wedding update. Oh, do tell. I, I so heard the it. invites are out. Oh, yay! Invitations. Yes. I'll so, have to keep an eye out in my mailbox. I know. I don't know if they. I don't know. <laughs> Megan know that I moved. If yeah. Know, know well, you could. Address. You could be my plus one. You could be my okay, plus one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so apparently, they follow years of royal tradition. And they're made by Bernard Westwood. I think they said this um, printer has been around or been doing royal invitations since the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, Kensington, Kensington Palace tweeted um, a photo of the royal invite. Very tasteful. Very mm-hmm. just simple. Mm-hmm. It features a three-feather badge of the Prince of Wales printed in gold ink. So mm-hmm. there will be around 600 people who will attend the service and the luncheon. Uh-huh. Uh, which will be held at the um, Queen at St. George's Hall in Windsor Castle. And then later, 200 guests will attend a private reception hosted by Prince Charles um, at Frogmore House on the castle grounds uh, where they took their engagement um, photos. So, you know, huge wedding. I wonder how many of those 600 people will be on Megan's people. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. (laughs) Should be interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing the little messy uh, half sister didn't make the list. Yeah, I wonder if um, some of her suits co-stars will be there. I would think so, right? And you yeah. invite co-workers to your wedding, co-workers yeah. that you like. Yeah, and I wonder if Serena Williams will be there. This is, I'm like excited to see who will be there. What well, be Serena wearing. Williams presumably is the person who introduced them, right? Or the I reason think... that she was in London, or like that's they she was there, like in London with her or at the time or something yeah but they went and said like it was another person i think i can't remember who it was but i think they said it was like another person not serena but like they both know her so Mm -hmm. that should be cool yay exciting so exciting may 19th that's gonna be a big weekend this it's my weekend. 20th reunion. You will be in the ATL. In the ATL. And then the royal weddings. I mean, come on. Come on. I mean, all the planets are aligning. Shoot. Saying. Yeah, Jupiter Ugh. and Mars and retrograde or whatever it is that happens. All those things. <laughs> all, those things. <laughs> all those things. Yes. Okay. So the other story, I don't know if you heard this, but this just made me so angry when I saw this. Okay. I was like, this is ridiculous. So um, have you heard the story of Shalom? Oh, God, I want to say her name wrong. 
Ifian Ifiani. I I'm promise so I have not. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm apologizing as well to this young lady. I don't know what her name is. And I'm, I'm guessing that's not it. it. I've been practicing <laughs> it. And then when it came time for me to say it, I totally butchered it. I'm so sorry, yeah. young lady. Young lady. I'm, okay. I apologize. But I no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Whatever so, your actual name is, we're sorry. Uh, I'm going to refer to you as Shalom, so I, I will no longer butcher your name. Please. Sorry. Okay. No, um, I don't so, know about her. Okay. So it was in the news. I saw it a couple of days ago, or maybe yesterday. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. So she's a former University of Cincinnati women's volleyball player. Mm-hmm. And she is currently suing the University of Cincinnati and the school's volleyball coach, and I believe one of the athletic directors, after she was kicked off the team for posting Instagram photos deemed too sexy by oh, the coach. Okay. I saw this headline, but I didn't click or like follow to find out more. Uh-huh. Okay, go, go on. Okay, so the lawsuit accuses the coach and the school of racial and sex-based discrimination. Okay. So, apparently during a meeting in 2017, the Mm -hmm. coach, um, I can't remember her, Molly Alvey, Mm -hmm. um, who's a very, I guess, because I, like, wanted to see what she looked like, so I Googled her Mm -hmm. and saw, like, her, like, University of Cincinnati profile. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's kind of a well respected award um you know kind of winning mm-hmm. i think she got like coach of the year in 2016 or something mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. so um you know she pointed to one of shalom's instagram photos and told her to remove it from her profile okay and so um and so the, during this meeting the photo that she pointed to during the meeting she told her delete she told the coach told her when the football players see this, what do you think they see? They see your breasts. It's seductive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Shalom um, complied. She deleted the photo and left the office. Um, and then after that, like, the coach continued to um, send her text messages with photos that she had put on her Instagram account asking her to delete other photos from her account. Okay. And so the uh, Shalom, you know, responded to her, you know, saying that she feels like she's being body shamed and treated differently from her teammates because she's like, her teammates have posted photos wearing two piece swimsuits that were way revealing and they were not asked to remove their, those, their photos. Mm, okay. And she was saying, I feel that, you know, the difference is those teammates are slighter build and lighter complexion mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. you know and they were not asked to remove their photos mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she said i can't help the way i'm built i'm not trying to argue i just feel that i like i have to be flat chested or real skinny in order to pose like you know like a picture that's appropriate to you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and she but she told her coach that she'll delete the photos if she wanted but she felt like she was being sexualized so there's a whole kind of uh, thing she wrote to the coach about, you know, the history of black women and their bodies being sexualized. And that's, I feel like that's what's happening to me. Um, and she said after that, the coach didn't respond to her, you know, quote, you know, her text back to her after she you know, told her she felt like she was being sexualized and treated differently from her teammates. Um, and she asked her, you know, if she had received it. And the coach said yes. 
a week later, she calls her into the office with the other, with the um, athletic director, mm-hmm. and they told her that they were that she was dismissed from the team because the two had different philosophies. Whoa. Yeah. And so the, the other person in the suit, like, she's an executive senior associate. Oh, Lord. So, a whole lot. Executive senior associate athletic director Maggie McKinley was also named as a defendant because she was also at, present at the meeting and agreed with her being dismissed from the team. So here comes one problem that she had already transferred to that school from another school. Uh Uh-huh. And she was there um, on an athletic scholarship. Okay, right. And so she enrolled at another university without a athletic scholarship because, because of NCAA rules, she wasn't allowed to play volleyball uh, for the 2018, 20, the rest of the season. Right. So she she had to like figure something out. Um, and she also complained that the university's Title IX office, after her dismissal from the team, saying that you know their actions were discriminatory, they failed to complete an, an investigation in the nine months since her complaint. Hmm. Yeah. And so she's suing, and also in the lawsuit, racial and sexual discrimination. Um, sex discrimination, sexual harassment, retaliation, and infliction of emotional distress. She said she suffered humiliation, frustration, aggravation, anger, and depression as a result of being dismissed from the team in order to delete her photos. And, of course, the spokesperson from the university's athletic department um, had no comment. Wow. A whole lot, right? A whole lot. It's crazy. But the kicker here is like, the photos were not in any way sexy. It was like, if you, okay, you think of like all of this, like the coach, like, first of all, okay, even go back a little bit. Okay. I have watched a lot of volleyball in the year that I have been here. That's true. Uh huh. Have you seen a volleyball uniform? They're skimpy, they're super skimpy. And so I was like, some of them girls have like butt cheeks out and, you know, top. So I was like, okay, so as the, you know, volleyball coach, I was like, these must be some risque pictures. Girl, she showed, they showed a um, screenshot of the text that the coach sent her and the picture she told her to take down and some of her other Instagram pictures. She was wearing a tank top. That was it. What? And it was like a headshot and it was like she was like I felt like my make I just got my hair done I thought my hair was cute and my makeup was cute I took a selfie and so like you could see like like if you're wearing a tank top like the top of your breast but it's like very little like you know the line like I've seen I was like I feel like I have more risque pictures than this (laughs) child and then I'm not out there like posting risque pictures but I was like are you serious? I was like, where? What? Why? Why? So oh my it, god. It was, yeah, I'm so, looking at some of them online right now. Right. Do you see what I'm talking about? Like, this is care. insane. Right. So I feel she totally has a case because <laughs> that is Yeah, like under what yeah, under what um what criteria is this risque? I mean, I could not Right. That's that's crazy. It's crazy, and the also the point about 
the football players. Like, who, what? That, yeah. Why was that even an introduced thing? So she was kind of like, she also mentioned, she's like, I feel like, you know, like, people think I'm pretty. So, like, you're like, that should be that because people may think I'm pretty. Like, that's not my fault. Super cute. Like, she's She's adorable. adorable. And so she's like, it's not my fault. Like, that people think I'm pretty or, you know, like, whatever the case is, like, if someone's, like, attracted me, like, that has nothing to do with this. Right. Yeah, I'm and not so, seeing it. I mean, if these uh, are the photos, if he, these are the photos that presumably are what got her in trouble, I don't get it. Yeah, unless she's, like, manufacturing, like, test, text messages, which, you know, like, that that's one of those pictures is a picture that the coach actually sent her, like, take this, please take this picture down. Yeah, I'm seeing that. Yeah, so it's, like, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. So, And then also just, again, I mean, I don't understand these pictures at all, but if if that is a thing that there's a certain um because you know teams and organizations or whatever do have like standards that they want to put in place you know whether it's you know some sort of honor code or some sort of values you know whatever like that's fine that can be in place but then it has to be in place across the board like why are you focusing on just this one person um and not like you said like if if it's if there's supposed to be the standard across the board of some sort of discretion with what you put mm-hmm. online or some level of modesty that is, you know, whatever, fine. Mm-hmm. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's an organization's purview to put whatever they want in place. I mean, within reasonable bounds or whatever, but then right. that's everybody like that's nobody can be risque. Nobody can be whatever. Now these pictures that I'm looking at right here don't even qualify as that, but Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, like what you she would wear at a volleyball tournament at a game would be way more risque than those. Right. Players. Yeah. And I'm sure there's plenty of team photos with all of them in their little mm-hmm. tiny uniforms. Yeah. But if you have like a butt or you have like breasts, then like, yeah, I'm going to look different in that same outfit. Right. Yeah. So but that's not, you know, make different, you know, uniforms or right. whatever. Like it, there's nothing you can do about your body. Right, there really isn't. Like, yeah, yeah, that's wild. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she like, she definitely has a case because that's that doesn't make. I I can't see any reasonable person looking at those photos and saying like, "Yep, you should have gotten kicked out for that." Like that doesn't make any sense. All right, and how like this has affected like her whole like her academic life. Right. Well, I mean, when you're on when you're an athlete and you're on scholarship based on your athletics, of course it makes a huge difference. Like your whole educational journey is based is is you know grounded on like the money that you're receiving. You know, mm-hmm. so that's that's insane. That's awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just terrible. So I was like, boo to you, boo. Molly Alvi, and I hope you get what's coming to you. Molly, boo. Hashtag boo Molly. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to like kind of cough and kind of hold it in, but I wanted to laugh so hard. That was funny. <laughs> Hashtag boo Molly. Let's all boo Molly. Let's all boo Molly. <laughs> Man, yeah, seriously, I you know, and I'm you know I'm big on modesty and whatever, and I I I do feel like most people are doing way too much out there, but this 
if it's these photos that we're talking about, this she has no grounds whatsoever. Yeah, that that's is. what I think. I was like, I because I know like you are modest. So I was like, if Andrea, right? <laughs> you like, know that I'm the main one to be like, girl, tie, put, put those things away, put those, put those thighs <laughs> up. You know, <laughs> put another button up, button one more button. I'm the main one. You mm-hmm. know, I'm always fussing at y'all. So, mm-hmm. and I'm like, whatever. Yeah, so, I mean, I yeah, like, no, don't nobody listen to me, but that does not stop me from fussing. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm a grown lady, and I was like, I have worn way more immodesty than this girl. So I was like, um, I don't understand what's happening right now. I don't understand what's happening. That is just, yeah. That's crazy. That Mm-mm. is absolutely crazy. Wow. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah, yo. Was that it? That's all of your weight coming in? Yeah, that okay. was it. I wanted to keep it, you know, easy breezy and not too long. Okay. Yeah, okay. I was like, we're going to have a, we'll see. I don't have, yeah. I, I'm not going to say what I'm usually saying. We end up being like 90 minutes. <laughs> so. <laughs> Very good. Um, okay, so um, let's get personal. Mm-hmm. So, um, one thing I haven't told you about because I wanted to wait till today. Hmm. <laughs> you won't believe what my most recent purchase is. Mm-mm. I bought a cookbook. Okay. What kind of cookbook? Well, uh, Instabot cookbook? It's actually not just Instapot. It's um, so you know my favorite. I'm going to plug a website, and, and I don't mind because I, I use it all the time. Um, you know my favorite little menu website, SkinnyTaste.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the girl who runs Skinny Taste has, you know, she published. She's published a few um, uh, cookbooks, and um, most recently, she's put out one that's called um, Skinny Taste Fast and Slow. So the fast is all. Um, it's some, it's a couple, I think there are some Instant Pot recipes in there, but there's also um, just, they're all like 30 minute and under recipes. And then okay. the slow are all slow cooker recipes. And you know how, how I feel about my slow cooker. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm basically all about my, <laughs> my pressure cooker and my slow cooker. Um, and so uh, I follow the, um, her Facebook page for Skinny Taste. And then there's also um a fan page that's called skinny taste what's cooking tonight mm-hmm. and on that page you know people just post literally like what they made tonight or what the latest recipe is that they tried how they modified it what they liked about it blah 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 and i've posted on there a few times as well um and so people have been posting recipes meals that they've made from the recipes in the cookbook and obviously you know she's making you know she's trying to make a living off of this so the cookbook has a bunch of recipes mm-hmm. that are not available online um and so um so yeah so i was like you know what i'm like seeing all these things that i like i already use a ton of her recipes on on from the website and now I'm seeing all these other recipes that I don't have access to because they're not on the website. They're only in the cookbook. And so I was like, I think I'm going to go ahead and get me this cookbook. So, of course, it's available on Amazon and Amazon is my friend. So I went ahead and ordered it. And I feel like a real grown up because I have like an actual cookbook. Yeah, that is something. 
for you. Um, Isn't it? Yeah. Again, it's so foreign. I would have never guessed. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I told you. You will never believe and, what I bought. Yeah, and this is coming from someone who collects cookbooks. Right. I have quite a few cookbooks. You do. Um, so that I haven't really used lately, but it's springtime coming around, so I'm probably going to have to, you know, cook a few of those things in my favorite cookbook, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. That's something. That's yeah. Kind of, wow. Look at you being a grown-up. Being a grown-up. And I have to say, the, the, uh, the purchase of my Instant Pot has um, made me much more like you know like even though they're you know I'm definitely doing like all my like quick recipes or whatever it's mm-hmm. there's I don't do things that are super involved or whatever because I do still feel very intimidated by those things but I have been like you know cooking a lot more and the fact that and I know you hate this but the fact that there's so much like already prepped stuff available for purchase in stores <laughs> like mm-hmm. literally there's very few things that you cannot get already sliced or diced or whatever um also has helped a lot because you know i hate prep work it's i to me the cooking part of cooking is actually enjoyable especially if i know that i'm using a a trustworthy recipe that's not going to steer me wrong um but the um the prep work i hate i still hate it and i only really do a very limited amount of prep work um, you know, I, I look at recipes and I basically judge them on whether or not, like, how many things can I get already done, already prepped. Okay, it's um, kind of funny because, like, whenever I cook at your house, I always have you be my sous chef. Um, yes. <laughs> and it's painful to watch because I'm really bad at it. You are, but I just don't want to do it. Like, I, you know, I've I've actually gotten past the I like to chop things now. I don't enjoy it anymore um and i do buy stuff pre-done but it's not but no it's not um (laughs) most things because most things like to buy the pre like it's way more expensive oh yeah it's definitely more expensive yeah and it's not that much more convenient to me so i do buy like i buy them i always have some in the freezer like the three um, the three bell pepper onion yeah. blend frozen. Mm-hmm. Like I always have that because yeah. I can always put that in like chicken or soup or fish. Like it can always be, it could go in anything. Like I always yeah. put it in everything. And then Lord bless the South. They have a frozen um, Cajun, well, Creole like mirepoix, mirepoix, blah, blah, blah. So it's the Trinity. So frozen, <laughs> and I again am in heaven. So I always have like that if I want to make some black eyed peas or something like that. Uh, you know, I'll I'll have that on hand or you know red beans or something like that. I always have that frozen mirepoix on hand to do that, so I don't have to cut up like onions, bell pepper, and celery. Oh. Uh-huh. So yeah, so I do keep some already pre chopped things, but it's limited to like those things near while basically so or yeah. you know the yeah the basics like i'm not gonna buy dice other dice vegetables or like carrots or i'm just not doing that but yeah mm-hmm. i also don't cook as much as i used to so there there's that also there's mm-hmm. that there's yeah that also. 
I'm very excited. I have, um, uh, this is, this is Holy Week and tomorrow we have our Good Friday Tenebrae service. I'm off mm-hmm. tomorrow because I work Sunday. So I have like a Sunday through Thursday week this week. So I have a three day weekend. Um, you work on Easter? No, no, I work this week. I work Sunday. Oh, through okay. So okay. I'm off tomorrow and through the weekend. So, oh, nice. So yeah, so I have three days. You know, we have, tomorrow's going to be a lot of prepping for the service tomorrow night. But then after that, mm. it's just like whatever. Um, so I'm excited to go through my cookbook and see what my first cookbook recipe is going to be. Um, so, but I finally got into this really good pattern with my meal prep where I. Pretty much, like, I'll have one week where I make two big meals, and those two kind of, like, one of the two of those will sort of spill over into the next week for either lunch or dinner. And then, so then that second week, I just have to cook one more meal to kind of add to that. And then this is the end of that second week, like, where I'm running out of all the food. Like, I'm down to my last serving of the chicken from last week and the pasta from this week, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and so then this weekend I'll cook another two big meals and kind of start the cycle back over. So I'm on this kind of like two week cycle of food. Um, so yes, very excited about that. Oh my God. Well, good, good job. <laughs> um, it's like, you know, feeding yourself. Feeding um, myself and not eating out all the time, not eating at work all the time, like, our work, our work cafeteria is actually pretty decent, but it's very expensive. So I'm saving yeah. a ton of money. Um, yeah. And I'm eating, you know, again, it's, 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 the skinny taste is all, um, you know, really healthy recipes as, you know, obviously by the name. And they break the, she breaks down every recipe by, you know, all the nutritional information. And mm. she even, um, she partners with Weight Watchers to some degree, I think. And so she's got all the Weight Watchers points in there if you're doing, if you're counting points and all that. So it's, it's great. I love it, her website. But mostly, I love her recipes because they're reliable. Like, again, I'm not a cook. I'm, I am cooking more now, but I'm not, I do not consider myself a cook. And one of the things that I feel like is that I lack is that I can't look at a recipe and be like, oh, this would be good if you took this out and added this, or it needs, it's probably going to need more of that. Like, I can't, I don't have that discernment. Well, um, that comes with cooking a lot. Like, so the more you right. cook and experiment, and sometimes that's just kind of a happy accident. Right. You and just it, kind of yeah, discover so stuff. I'm, yeah, so I'm just not there yet. Um, so, yes, my wish for you is to not be <laughs> so rigid when it comes to the recipe. Oh no! I like to follow the recipe. You're because you're like a baker. I am a baker. You are a baker. I love. I bake too, but I love cooking way more than baking. Oh no! I could because I hate all day. Yeah, I hate the you. The the reason why I hate baking, I prefer cooking to baking, is the reason why you love baking. Right, because it's precise and it's reliable and it's predictable. I was like, sometimes I want to mix it up. No, I don't want to mix it up. I want to stick to the rules. And so that's what happens with, you know, cooking recipes is that, you know, I, when I follow the rules and I end up with a bad product, that's a whole lot of effort for something that I'm not going to enjoy. So what I love about her recipes is that I have yet to find one that didn't come out delicious and tasty and exactly as how she described it. So that's why I'm like, okay, this is actually worth this little, I don't even know how much it was, like $25 investment in this cookbook. Um, because I know that I'm getting, I'm going to get things that I like, 
can follow the rules and follow what it says. I follow the rules and (laughs) follow the rules. I do what it says, follow the directions, and I'm going to get the dish that's pictured in this photograph in this beautiful, like, you know, full color shot in this, you know, two page layout. And so that's all I want. And I want it to be tasty. Um, So I'm all about that. Okay. I did cook last night when I got in. I cooked, I ended up eating something else though because. It wasn't done. I was like, I got hungry. I hate when I do that. I hate when I'm cooking and I get hungry while I'm cooking. I can't wait and end up like snacking on something else. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I made like some Cuban rice and beans and plant had some plantains. So mm-hmm. that'll be lunch tomorrow. Nice. And okay, I like realized that there's this whole like controversy about if it's plantains or plantains. What? Who says yeah. controversy? Says who? Someone had it on um. Some, was it Lovey's? Somebody had it on their thing where they're like certain like areas. Some people call it plantains. And I was like, well, I only really know Caribbean people and they say like plantains or they say platanos, you know, like Puerto Ricans and Dominicans. So I'm just like, uh, no, Cubans maybe too. So I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know this plantains thing. I, I don't know plantains. plantains. That must be a regional thing because I've yeah. never heard plantains. Yeah. So I was like, mm, no, thanks. No, I they're plantains. To- they're plantains or platanos, even though I'm, you know, my people don't eat either of those. I eat them now, so. They're delicious. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. And everyone does kind of prepare them differently. I like the kind of Cuban way. I like them, like, kind of. Like, oh, yes. The Cuban ones are so, yeah. like, they're like yes. dessert. They're so good. They are. And, like, because the Haitians, ones I've had, they kind of, like, boil them or fry them. And, I'm yeah. down with the fried ones. I don't know about boiled. Yeah, the fried ones. They're a little hard, and mm. oh my god, Cupcake had some, and she was just like, "I don't like this." I was like, "Hush!" Wow, baby, she's like really, but yeah, she's so. I miss her. Can't wait. <laughs> I'll get to see her on Sunday. So I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna do for them on Sunday on Easter. Oh right, Easter uh, yeah. children. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was thinking of they have this huge backyard of like kind of filling some eggs and doing like a little hunt for them because I'm not doing Easter baskets that's just a whole lot yeah yeah and probably do like this peeps s'mores recipe that I saw online I know that they would love that so just get like a little thing and it's like chocolate or whatever on the bottom of course and then they have like different colored peeps on top and then you melt them so it's like all these rainbow marshmallow and then the um, yummy chocolate, and still get some graham crackers. So I think they would definitely enjoy that treat on Easter. Sure. Because um, I don't know what kind of desserts are going to be there. I know um, Bessie's sister's coming from South Carolina, and she's doing mm. all the cooking. Mm. And she cooks like her mother, so yay for me. Ooh, yum, yum. Yeah, so I'll have a traditional Easter dinner, which I love. Yep. Were you done? Because I just kind of, like, segued. Yeah, no, I'm done. I'm I'm listening uh-huh. to you now. Okay. Yeah, so I'm finally back home. Glad to be home. Uh-huh. And it was funny because I put that, you know, I'm headed home. My cousin was like, how does it feel to, you know, call Atlanta home again? I was like, well, I never called it home when I was in college because it wasn't. Right. It was home. It's home now. So I call it home. So I was like, this is the first time I've ever called Atlanta home. So, yeah. So that. So, yeah, happy to be home. You know, it was a... Uh, crazy week 
Mm-hmm. But I was glad that I, you know, have a job where I can, you know, take time off and yep. um, be there with my family and help my cousin out as she, you know, kind of went through all the planning. I hope that I was helpful. I'm sure you were. Yeah, I've been, had a very pleasant flight back home. Nice. Yeah, like that standby business has was great coming back and forth between Atlanta and Phoenix. There was no issue like nice. no bumping because you know oh, it's good. not LA right um, so I was able to get on every flight and I think I was even in Delta Comfort coming home so that was great Ooh, nice yeah nice and I love they have free entertainment so again so happy about that very good always good free yeah free is good so I always you know watch all kind of crazy movies that I haven't I think I tell you coming I watched um Pride and Prejudice and When mm-hmm. Harry Met Sally. Yes. I was like, yeah. Oh, so terrific. Yeah, so oh, lots of gosh. like crazy mo- move, uh, movies and like um a, like an episode of Atlanta which I love which mm-hmm. oh my gosh, okay. I know you can't watch it yet because mm-hmm. you don't have FX, but if you people out there, if you are not watching Atlanta, what is wrong please, with you? What is wrong with you? Um, I just keep saying, you know, I said I was going to talk about it. I'm, I'm not going back to talk about that. But one of the problems I had with the article was that he kind of talked about how he's a genius or whatever, or uh-huh. admitted, you know, it, you know, admitted to that or acknowledged that. And I was like, wow, that's a whole lot to say. But honestly, <laughs> he's a genius. He's like, a genius. It's, it's the things that come out of that weird little brain that he is are just hilarious and just so um wow i was like wow okay like that's weirdly funny and satisfying but yeah so yeah watch watch atlanta Atlanta. it's so good stop Stop tripping tripping. like what are you waiting for Yeah. yeah and other like yeah that's all i have to say about like show tv because that's kind of yeah and oh i've been watching married at first sight i tell you like that's my other thing Uh and like i have to watch that i've been obsessed with that show since season one i didn't watch season two for i don't know whatever reason Uh but i'm glad i didn't because there was some kind of like one of them was was involved some kind of domestic violence or something so this one is in boston Uh and it's pretty fantastic like all the couples i really like them um there's one couple that's i'm sorry i don't know what i'm talking about too you have to watch it i think i think you would like it too so there's one couple that the girl the woman should not be on the show so she got married at first sight but her her fiance like died like a year or so and i was like oh honey you don't need to be on this show. You need to continue grieving. Yeah, that is awful. To do See, something that this makes drastic. Me mad at like that the makes producers. Me mad at producers. Yeah, because you should not. Somebody, somebody, somebody along the way who should someone who cared for this girl should have stopped her before she got all the way onto the show. Because her parents and stuff are involved, and people yeah, are like... Yeah, no, no, just no, just no. no. 
Um, no. Yeah. And so, so um, yeah, and her husband, like, they got along or whatever, but he's a jerk. He's like a fiver. He works all the time, and he doesn't realize that his life and, like, hanging out with his friends, like, that needs to change when you're married. So there's, like, mm. they, like, had chemistry, but he's, like, totally, he's just selfish. Right, and she yeah. kind of talked about mention like living somewhere else, and he's like, "I'm from Boston. I've lived in Boston my whole life." Like, you know, the fact that you know she's kind of like a gypsy, you know, like when she's gonna have kids, she has to up and leave the kids, and she wants to travel. She's like, "No, that's not what I'm saying." She's like, "I said I was open to like living somewhere else, but I'm not gonna like abandon my children. Like, that's not what I'm saying at all." But like, he is so like, "I'm." Does in he not know Boston. that children are allowed to move places? Well, I'm, she didn't get to that part. Like, <laughs> right. that, but I mean, like, it's such an absurd, like, okay, you I like to move around even... a lot, so you're going to abandon your children? Like, no, like, the kids can actually come with you. you you're aware of that, right? And it wasn't <laughs> even moving around a lot. It was, I guess his whole thing was, like, he wasn't going to live anywhere internationally. Like, he is going to live in Boston his oh, entire life. stay a little dumb behind in Boston, though. And he is such a stereotypical, like, I'm from Boston guy. So I was like, oh, like a New Yorker. Like, cut it out. Mm-hmm. Just stop. Don't be that person. Like, there are other cities in the world, like, that people, you know, live in just fine. Anyway, so he's a jerk. Then yeah, there's a couple on there where they look super cute together, but he kind of acts like a teenager. And so while she, I think is physically attracted to him, like seeing how kind of like childish he is, Uh it's a big turnoff for her. Yeah. Cause like, you know how she, when she first saw him, she was like, hubba hubba. But then when she got to spend time with him, just like, Oh God, like, like you're kind of a little bit of an obnoxious frat guy. He also got fired from his job for being on the show. What? Wait, what? He didn't get, like, permission to be away or whatever? Well, no, they're still in Boston. But he worked for, like, a, a finance company, and they were like, um, if you do this show, like, you're, we're gonna fire you. Like, we don't want that kind of publicity. Yeah. Uh-huh. Even though they don't talk about the companies they work for specifically, sure. but you know, people will find out. People so would know him, yeah. yeah. And so they were like, no. So he got fired right before he got on the show, which was, like, a whole thing like him having to tell her like I just lost my job and but he's like I'm fine I have money but still I need to find another job and that's scary um so this is someone you don't know then there's a third couple a little well they're the black the token black couple Mm -hmm. and they are adorable Mm -hmm. he's a a teacher and she's a hairstylist so Mm -hmm. they're young in their 20s I, I think all of them are pretty much in their early late 20s early um 30s and Mm -hmm. she is just like heart on her sleeve i'm ready to get married i'm ready to fall in love and have children and he's like hey wait a minute like i know we're doing this but we still need to know each other and get to know each other and she got comfortable real fast with the you know the hair like I know you know we get real comfortable but you know like him seeing your hair like twisted in your glasses you know when you usually all dolled up no makeup and all this kind of stuff like day one like girl wear your wig or your weave at least like the first two (laughs) days because you got to put that all in there like I know he your husband like when you still don't know him you got to do some of that like 
your representative a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, a little bit. She got comfortable real fast. Wow. And I was like, I guess he was just like, what the heck? So, yeah. But I like him. They're, they're cute. And he's, I think, I think once they get away, if they stay together, they'll make decisions, I think, next week. If they stay together, like, I think he'll be a lot more, I think he's shy in front of the camera because he's a teacher. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to say a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, once they're off camera, I think they should be fine. Because they're, they're adorable. Okay. I think they'll get along fine. Their families get along well, so. That's good. But, yeah, so. Interesting. I love that show. Like, yeah, it's such an interesting experiment. Would you ever do that? Would you ever get married at first sight? Uh, no. Why? I just don't, I don't know. It just seems really strange. <laughs> <laughs> so you are against arranged marriage. Um, well, not, not the way that it's done, like, traditionally, necessarily. Like, you know, because I've read so many stories about, like, you know, primarily about, um, um, in Indian families, um, where, where the arranged marriage is, you know, done with, like, the parents kind of negotiating and, you know and really kind of like finding like the way that it's the way it's supposed to be done like this idea that like the parents do know best and actually like go about choosing someone based on what they know about their kid um like that to me actually makes a ton of sense um so and and you know some of the like i've read some really like sweet accounts of like how people have sort of um grown into these relationships with these people that they didn't choose in that Western traditional way that we choose people or whatever, you know? Um, so, so I don't discount that. I, I think that there's a lot of value there. Um, it just all feels very foreign to me. And I feel like this show is not that, like, it's just kind of, you know, it's just like a highly produced Hollywood thing with their, their experts. Yeah, okay. They're not experts like the, on me. Right. They're experts on, like, they've interviewed and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, they're not like your parents, of course. But I do like that they, um, this year, one of the things that they changed is that they have the couples interacting with each other, where before they didn't do that. Like, you were all oh, I see. in your little separate relationship, mm-hmm. and you will, like, there's a point where, they, you know, they bring in the parents, they bring in the family at the wedding. Then later you have another, you know, kind of outing with the family. And then you have, like, a thing with the friends. And, like, there's a whole, like, kind of introduction of your kind of, you know, group. But they have, you know, because, like, you're the only people in this situation. Uh-huh. So they do have them, like, when they, because you know, they put them, they send them on honeymoon. So they did have them all, like, kind of have a thing where they all got together on the honeymoon a couple of times. Like, okay. for dinner or something. And then, like, you know, they're all always all in the same city. So mm-hmm. they had them, like, you know, meet up for dinner. And they had it where, like, the guys met up with the other guys. And the girls met up with the girls. And then, like, sure. kind of do uh, couple activities. So I think this is a much better way. Because uh-huh. a lot of times when there are some issues, like, the other guys are able to kind of, since they're in the same situation, talk to the guy and be like, hey, dude, like, that's not going to work. Like, right, right, right. right. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, that's uh-huh. crazy. So, um, so yeah. So I think that was a good improvement over previous seasons of this show. So, 
Okay. Yeah. Anyways, again, like I said, we huh. had a whole like additional 10, 15 minutes. 15 minutes, and I was like, I know I'm going to run it off. That's mouth. Mm-hmm. Back yeah. to the little show. Had to yeah. tell us about your little show. I know. I like this. Like, <laughs> nothing really exciting is happening with me right now. I've like been away, like kind of yeah. all for a week and a half. Nothing's really happening. I just got back into town. Like you know, I'm trying to like catch my breath a little bit, and you know, ended up doing you know working and hanging out. And you know, I went to the grocery store. Like th- we went to three grocery stores a day. I was like, my god. I hate that. Why are we? And it wasn't even me. It was a fellow. I was like, "Why?" I was like, "This is the third store that we're going to." He's like, "What's the problem with that?" I'm like, "Nothing. There's no problem. There's no problem. There's no problem." But this is the third grocery store. <laughs> we have been to Publix, Food Depot, and Kroger. I was like, "Uh, although the oh my gosh, Publix is super nice." I was like, "I don't live over here, so I'm not really gonna." Wow. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I was like, we have gone to three stores. I'm exhausted and tired, and I'm ready to go back to work. Wow. Yeah. So like that's yeah, that was my day. Whoop de doo. See if I tell this story, we would have finished on time. Yeah. Seriously, there's nothing to talk about. No, (laughs) there is my shows that I like to watch. My Atlanta Married at First Sight. So exciting. Very good. Well, folks, you have your assignments. Yeah. Um, go go watch Atlanta. Um, check out. Give give. Uh, what's it called? Married at First Sight a chance. Oh, and yeah. if you are not aware, Netflix, The Godfather, Father, all three on Netflix. What? I did not know that. I actually own all three on um, on one of my um, one of my uh, you know apps. But yeah, Netflix. Oh, that'll be a good thing to do this weekend. Cousin, I haven't actually, yeah. I haven't actually sat through all three in a long time, and I love them so much. I do. So I started watching them, yeah, yesterday. Oh, I nice. own the DVDs. However, they have not been in my possession for many years because they are. I own I the think. DVDs too, but I don't have a DVD player anymore. <laughs> well, me either. But I think they're. I think you know our mutual friend T has them still. Our mutual friend. Oh, T. yeah. What's she doing with them? I let her and her husband borrow them, and I don't think oh. I ever got them back. See? I don't know. Did I? Did Did you give them back to me? I know she Do you have them? Are you listening? <laughs> over there on, uh, over there in Inglewood. You know what we're talking about, too. Where they at, girl? Bring back the DVD. Stop playing. But again, I don't. Even have I, I have a DVD player. I think it's still in storage because I don't watch DVDs. So right, so everything's like, on yeah, on app right, and still like whatever. Streaming. Yeah, so but yeah, my cousin was looking through Netflix and was like, "Oh, The Godfather," and I was like, "Excuse me, what? What you say now?" I'm sorry, pardon. Yeah, wow. I was Beautiful. like, "All three? And she was like, "Yeah, all three. And I was like, "Okay, I know what I will be doing." Oh, amen. Taking yes, a break amen. from my West Wing viewing to keep oh. up with the podcast. Right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, and on that note. Yes! Woo! No, I'm all hyper good. now. It's like 11 o'clock and I gotta go to bed. Go to bed. Go to bed. No, go to bed. I'm not gonna bed. Do you go to bed, young lady? No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. I'm like, if you can see me now, like my hands are in the air and I'm waving yes. them like I just don't care. Oh. 
Uh, uh. <laughs> I've actually seen this in person before, so I don't have to imagine. Um, oh, it's so painful when it is actually really tired and yeah. whatever. Yep. Okay. Yes. And Let's... then, like in twenty minutes, she will be passed out if that long. Oh, I will. It's like a baby when a baby like it's totally gives this their last. Life. Yeah, that last <laughs> bit. Oh my god, it's so painful. Well, like I have a, a dog who's staring at me and whining. I've got a cat who's been giving me the evil eye over my shoulder for at least five minutes now. Okay. He's gonna start whining any second. Oh, so let's I not think do that. Yeah, we it's way past. Time it's for way us past our time. So Yelza. Thank you for listening. Um have you have you subscribed? Have you rated? Have you reviewed? Have you? Have you? <laughs> what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? I have one question. How dare you? What are you waiting for? Okay. So, I mean, don't make me sing. Freaking go subscribe, <laughs> rate, and review, and you won't have to listen to me sing. If you don't want to hear Andrea sing, you'll... Which you do not. You do not. You really don't. I have... I mean, it's not pleasant. You don't want to hear her sing? You don't want to see me dance? It's all the and the combination of the two is really just horrific, like just terrifying. So just go, you know, subscribe, rate, review, um, and we'll give you a shout out. Get send us, drop us a line, and we'll be sure to to shout you out. There you yeah, go. We'll do that. All those things. All those she things. Just said it. I said it. All right. I said it. We'll do it. All Peace. right. Audi five thousand. Deuces. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Wait, Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find us on Pocket Cast, Google Play, Overcast. <laughs> so as you can see, this isn't a recording. <laughs> Pre- okay, you're going to have to pre-record this. I'm going to have to pre-record that. We're going to try that again. No, let's, no. It was perfect as it is. Just stop. <laughs> just, let's just end this now. <laughs> That's going to be how we end every week. I'm just going to be like, let's just end this now. Wait, but you can email us at waittellmeeverything at gmail.com. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>